Stay gold, Pony Boy. Stay gold. Welcome to Ink on Paper, a virtual book club that everyone is invited to participate in. I'm Savannah Klaus, one of the five hosts. I'm going to introduce everyone, all the rest of the hosts, and everyone can go ahead and say your favorite book. Let's start with that. Then I'll explain, and we can explain, you know, why. I'll get us started. So my favorite book would have to be The Witch of Blackbird Pond. It's probably my favorite book because I've always kind of liked, like, a little bit of like romance sort of and it has just that little touch of it but it's also like kind of really sort of intense so it's got both I guess genre of I don't know two different styles in it so it's I don't know it's kind of like a classic too so that's probably I'd say that's my favorite book I'm Laura and I think that my favorite book would have to be The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak I really love the unique writing and all of the, the narration choices. It's so unique. And I also really just enjoy the characters. It's set during World War II in Germany, and all of the characters express um, selflessness in the face of huge trials, and I just really enjoy it. Hi, I'm Shelby, and my favorite book is the Hunger Games series. I love just a little bit of romance, action, and page turners, and the Hunger Games definitely completes all three of those things. And I'm your last host today. I'm Noah Lyle. I, um, my favorite book is by far To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Mm. It is incredible. It, it starts out with this incredibly sympathetic character of Scout and her father Atticus and um, it just follows this girl as she's experiencing everything her father's experiencing and you view it through her lens and it's just a fantastic read if you haven't read it you need to definitely do so and we did originally say five host our fifth host wasn't actually be able to make it for our pilot episode uh, shame on him he had to spend time with his family <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we We'll get him to answer that question next week. Um, and actually, Savannah is going to start us out with a, a joke, and she's going to give us it to us right now. Get it? Because it's right. W R I T. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, Go ahead. Man. Okay. Are you ready? So I wasn't ma- able to make any reservations at the library. They're no! complete. <laughs> <laughs> They're completely bugged. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It's actually it is. Good. Okay. I worked really hard on that. You, you Wait, did it up you on do that internet. yourself? <laughs> I was like, no. Whoa. Okay, I was like, I'm that skilled. Now, um, Laura's actually going to introduce the book we're going to be reading for this season. Okay, so our first book we're going to do is The Outsiders by Essie Hinton. It was published in 1967. It tells the story of a young boy, or a high school-aged boy, who lives in Oklahoma, and it's set in a situation of where there's warring gangs of high schoolers and the tensions and problems that he goes through living in this situation. Um, Laura, do you want to start us out with a question, actually, to get the discussion rolling? 
Um, I guess I just want to mention that I forgot to mention it when I was talking about the book earlier, but Essie Hinton actually wrote this book in high school, which I think is absolutely insane. She started it at 15. It was originally a short story. And then it sort of grew into a novel over the course of her 11th grade year, her junior year of high school. And it was published when she was 18, which is insane how. That's just so incredible. Um, But I guess my question would just be, what made you guys want to do this book? Or how did you guys hear about this book? And what did you guys like most about it without spoiling anything, obviously? Noah, you can start us off. Sweet. Okay. Um, my, okay. I, I, it was actually suggested to me by you um, <laughs> over Instagram before it, it was basically this podcast was in its conception phase. It was not, it was sort of a blurb. And I was like, man, if I were to do it, what book would I do? And I asked a question on Instagram. Laura answered it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I do not know what this book's about. But I know Laura's pretty trustworthy whenever it comes to books. So I was like, okay, I got to read it. <laughs> so I picked it up. Um, and I was like, okay, we'll just, we'll just do the podcast. So I was like, great, here we go. And I read it. And, I, yeah, I can't really – I don't know why. I can't really say why I love the book because I loved a lot of it. And um, it's – fascinating actually and um but i will say it's because um pony boy is this very emotional character and i was just fully enthralled by him and especially whenever it existed within a time where men weren't really allowed to have emotions especially boys and men that was almost like prohibited in a sense socially so i was very very astounded by how deep emotionally pony boy the main character is savannah what what is um what did you think about um or or who introduced you to this book and why do you like it or did you like it and um so what what were you expecting going in had a bunch of like roller coaster rides with this book hills up and down because when I started reading it, I was like, okay, whatever, it's a book. I'll just read it. So I heard it from Laura also. And so I started reading it, and I was like, oh, it's okay. And I got a little into it, and I was like, wow, this is an amazing book. It held my attention the entire time. And then there was a section in the book that I won't mention that kind of made me really upset. And so then I decided I wanted to burn the book like two hours. But I, like, stopped reading it then. And then so I started reading it again. and then kind of like put my emotions to the side because I was like emotionally attached to the book for a couple hours and so then when I started reading again I started really liking it again and when I finished it I was very like I really enjoyed the book so I would yeah I really enjoyed it but there was definitely it held your attention so well it was an incredible book okay and Shelby finally what's what's your thoughts on all this uh, I really enjoyed the book as a whole. I really struggled with, like, liking it at first, and I was just kind of like, uh, no, but, like, after, like, talking about it and stuff, I really liked it. What are some, what are some major themes that people can expect when reading the book? Definitely, like, the, <laughs> um, like, the gangs and stuff, and just, it, the gangs, the way that they were portrayed, like, weren't, like, the way you normally thought of a gang, you know? Like, think of, like, like, these, like, really, like, 
weird people and you're like oh you gotta stay away from them but you kind of wanted to be in pony boys gang after the book i was like yeah i'd like to be a part of that kind of gang you know because they're more like a family you really connected with them you know all together and how they all just worked with each other and they were just yeah they were like a family and so i really like that okay i would never go that far ever wait i agree I with totally her i want to be a part of a gang now i well agree that with kind her. of gang not like the I... other one like tim shepherd's gang but i'm talking about <laughs> their gang because they weren't like they weren't like the a gang, gang i think we're I... like we're gonna kill you they were more like <laughs> wow that's I mean, Some of them were, but I agree it was with Shelby. <laughs> they were very, it was very family oriented. It seemed mm-hmm. like they were all, like, they stuck up for each other. Yeah. They were always there for each other. Like how Dally would always leave the back door open, if, unlocked if anyone ever needed a place to stay. That was always, that was really special to me. It was Dairy. <laughs> Dairy or Dairy. Dally. Who names two characters that have two letter differences? <laughs> that is the most confusing thing ever. <laughs> It's really not that. How kind of was? It wasn't bad. Just have to remember um, really hard. I, but <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Takes a lot of brain cells. <laughs> okay. I think the reason that you were talking about how you felt like at the end of the book you wanted to belong to their gang, the Greasers. I think um, Essie Hinton has said before that when she was writing it, she was in a high school that had different sort of warring gangs. And to some extent, and so she wrote it because she had friends on both sides, and she wrote it to kind of humanize these people, which makes you like Shelby. It makes you think of them as a family and see them in a like a human way, and painted a whole picture of them, and not just the aspect of them that they're fighting right. each other and stuff. But it showed the personality and the um, people behind the image well, and behind the group. Of that, kind of. I wonder if S. E. Hinton. I wonder if she thought of herself as. The character Cherry. Ooh, yeah. Because there was a character in the book whose name was Cherry, and she was kind of in the middle. That would be interesting. So, I don't think that's the case, because I've got a quote by her. And she's she's talking about why she wrote from a male perspective instead of a female, because typically... Guys will write for guy characters and girls will write for girl characters as their main characters, typically. But she said, uh, quote, I started using male characters just because it was easiest. I was a tomboy. Most of my close friends were boys. And I figured nobody would believe a girl would know anything about my subject matter. I've kept on using male ca- characters. Number one, be- boys have fewer books written for them. Number two, girls will read boys books. Boys usually won't read girls books. And three... It is still the easiest for me, end quote. And I, so I think she may have identified with Cherry, but she seems to be more connected to the male characters than the female characters. And I think she wrote a lot of herself into Pony Boy. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, have a, I actually have a quote of her saying that a lot of Pony Boy's thoughts are my thoughts and that he's probably the closest I've come to putting myself into a character. Wow. So you're right. She was... Um, put a lot of herself into Pony Boy when she was writing this book. Random fun fact, S. E. Hinton stands for Susan Eloise Hinton. Ooh. Oh. Oh, and and fun fact based upon that fun fact, actually <laughs> S. E. Hinton, the reason they um used the initial for her first name is because the publishing company didn't want there to be um discrimination based upon her gender at the time. So that people were like, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Her subject matter doesn't really apply or whatever because she's a girl. 
um, and it ended up working out. And she actually enjoyed the privacy that came with abbreviating her first name, and and the success that came from abbreviating abbreviating her first name. Yeah, I thought so. she was a guy the whole time. Like I thought the author was a guy. Really? I think that, yeah. Because yeah. when you, I think that Essie Hinton she... just sounds really good. Because I was thinking about you know what would my it name does. sound like if I had a my first two names, and it does not sound good. S.K. Lyle. Hey, that doesn't sound that bad. It's not S.E. Yeah, Hinton. It's not like C.S. Lewis or, you know, J.R. Tolkien. Look, I, I was very impressed um, by S.E. Hinton's ability, especially uh, since she was 15. Would you guys say she's a prodigy yes. for writing? Just the way yes. she interpreted everything, I felt like. You know, like the situation, the characters, like that's very mature, like I could definitely not have done that. I agree. I have a little bit of experience in writing books. Not, like, experience, but I write a lot of books. I never finish. Yeah, short stories. I don't really finish them. But it's very difficult to be able to connect the readers to the character throughout the entire story. I can't say I've ever done that. But it's very difficult. So I think she's has talent for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily call her a prodigy, um, but I do definitely think that it's insanely impressive and that she's such a talented mm-hmm. writer. And but I I don't know I just I wouldn't necessarily call her a prodigy. Her writing is it's really good and it's impactful, but it's also very simple, um, which is I think why it is so impactful and why you connect to the characters. I think that the power of her writing comes from the fact that she was a teenager and that she was living this. And that's why we connect to it, because she isn't some 25-year-old writing about a Mm 15-year-old. She was a 15-year-old writing about a Mm 15-year-old. And I think that that's why people still relate to it, because she was living it and wrote what was her reality. Let's talk about the names of the characters. And by the way, you've got to have a favorite name for the characters. So let's go go off of that. What did you think about the names? And um, which one was your favorite? Laura. I I love the names and I think Soda Pop is my favorite just because it's I I don't know, I really love his character throughout the book. He reminds me of my sister. Aww. Um which sounds kind of funny, but he does. And I just I just really like I think it's cute and unexpected, which obviously all of them are, but it I just liked that one the best, personally. What about you, Savannah? Um I don't have my book with me, so I'm trying to remember. What was the kid? His name started with something Matthew. Tubit. Yeah, I liked but... his name. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really liked it. <laughs> just me... nothing about the character. Just, you know, Tubit. His name's Tubit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Um, I think character-wise, I really liked... Uh, okay, it's Derry, right? The older brother. Derry. <laughs> I really Derry. liked um, him in the story because he was that... Um, just, like, the oldest, you know, trying to, like, uh, provide for his two brothers. You know, he was working, like, yeah. a lot, you know, and always... Even though he could have gone to college and played football, but he chose to stay and just support his two younger brothers. And so that really, like, I mean, that that really, like, touched me in a sense, you know? 
like throwing everything away to and, make sure that your younger siblings have like the best future possible. Yeah, the the characters were definitely very very diverse. When you look at them, they all had different, very different perspectives, and a lot of conflicting characters, which I like. They weren't all just like you know we're we're best friends. No, there was there was a lot of conflict conflict within them, but that conflict unified them. And so my favorite character by far was Johnny. Um, even though he doesn't you know have a special name, it's Johnny it's Cake. Johnny yeah, Cake. no, Johnny he Cake. does. Johnny Cake. Whoa. Johnny Cake. He was awesome, and of course, Pony Boy was amazing. And his, you know, his name's on his birth certificate, yeah. right? <laughs> that was like the main thing. That was that. I really laughed at that. Who laughed at that? Okay. I, there was I a lot of parts in this book where I just died laughing, and they weren't even that funny. They were just like, "There's something about them that made me laugh," which is good because I like to laugh. They, they sound. They sound like they could be happy yes. to your friend. Mm, yeah. That's so true. Everything, everything that happened, I thought, man, this actually happened. Like, I, if this wasn't fictional, like, they didn't explicitly say it's fictional, I was like, this could 100% easily be real. The most unrealistic thing is yes, the names. Yes, that's true. Which, okay. Which I actually really like. That, that they have unusual names. I think that it differentiates them. Um, from the socias um, a little bit more and it helps kind of it just draws you in and it makes you interested because it's not it makes you true. remember them true oh and okay so this book is not a light squeaky clean characters no you know squeaky clean ethics and give me your thoughts on the the grit that comes with this book because there is some grit uh give me your thoughts on is it controversial even today and why savannah so um when i read the book i it kind of was like i read a quote online i don't have it with me but it said the author said something about how um a lot of the books that we read are really innocent and mm-hmm. she said her book, she wanted it to be the truth. She didn't want to have to mask what, what was reality. And it was supposed to be that the book was, the characters were real. They're, they're real today. We may, we may not really realize it, but they're actually groups around us that, are, that have these issues. So, I mean, I thought it was really neat that she was able to put that into a perspective that we could understand. And, I mean, it was kind of sad some of the time a lot of the time just to see the struggles that the groups went had that they had so i just thought i mean i thought it was really eye-opening and do you think it was okay that she made the characters more gritty or more i mean because there's teenage smoking teenage drinking uh there's fights and they they're they're terrible towards people and others and so what what are your thoughts on on its acceptability and i definitely thought that it was a good choice for her to do that because it i mean like i said it was very eye-opening and it made me understand more of what she was trying to put across what do you think laura 
I think that I think that she you can include something in your writing without necessarily condoning it in this case. I think that she's not saying that this violence is a good thing, but I think she's saying that it's it's happening, it's truth. And so she didn't want to kind of disrespect these people by not by painting a pretty picture of their lives. Like they're always happy and no no one ever gets hurt and no one ever gets into fights and that wouldn't be realistic and it would be just the same thing as what she was talking about like what savannah was mentioning about how um how she didn't want everything to just be a pretty picture and so i think that it was kind of a necessary choice for her to make to include this violence if she wouldn't have it wouldn't have been any different from the books that she was reading and that inspired her to write this book I think it humanizes the characters too by not, you know, they they become so real to me, especially with like, because he's not just thinking about being the hero. He's also thinking about all the characters are having to grapple with like, is this okay? And especially um, near the end when Pony Boy gives his thoughts about fighting and Johnny gives his thoughts about fighting mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I really appreciated how he didn't just, you know, was like, oh, this is the right choice. But he had to come to the realization and grapple with the truth and not just uh, uh, accept the, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, didn't just, he didn't just say, this is truth and I'm following it and whatever. No, he had to come to the point where he was like, okay, is this right and is it wrong? And I think that's the whole, that's the whole point of a coming of age book is for them to start grappling with responsibility and reality. And so I thought Essie Hinton did that very well. Shelby, do you have any thoughts no. on this? No. Sorry, one thing off of what you just said, Noah. Um, she really showed the consequences <laughs> of their too. actions. Um, she didn't let them just commit these acts of violence without there being any consequences. She showed them so it's not... Um, it's it's a realistic reflection of what they very would cause in the people's smoke. lives. And yeah, I'm and sorry, Shelby. If you Shelby. smoke like two packs of camels, you'll get a stomach you'll ache. Get, yeah, you'll get a stomach ache. You need to sleep <laughs> off the smoke. We're so educated with the fuzz and uh huh, the fuzz <laughs> greasers and soshes. It's soshes, by the way. We need to clarify that up front. It, whenever it says oh. socks, it's a, it's abbreviated socials. And it's the Soches, okay? Got, Got it? it? All right, Shelby, any thoughts on um, the grittiness? Uh, the I definitely book? didn't like it at first. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, wow. And I was like, <laughs> great parent roles and stuff, you know? And, but, like, at the end of the book, it was just like, you know, like, you just kind of solve through all that and stuff, which doesn't make it okay. But I'm just saying, like, it showed that they, like, weren't perfect, you know? There wasn't, like, a perfect person in this book. Like, someone who hadn't gotten into a fight or someone that didn't do drugs or smoke or drink. And so it just showed, like, the humanness of everyone, I guess. And that just kind of, like, made you love them even more in a weird sense. So. I don't think I don't think that's weird. It so made them relatable. what Shelby was saying about the parents, I have um, a question for y'all. What did y'all think about the parents' roles and, like, were they accurate with today? Because I felt like a lot of the time, the parents were just kind of put off to the side and they didn't really care about their kids, which isn't necessarily true for every day. So what did y'all think about the parents' roles in the book? Well, Johnny had abusive parents, so I know that's 
a thing in today's time. So yeah. I know that that was an accurate representation. And the Pony Boy's parents, they had died. I don't really remember like a lot of them talking about like the parents and stuff. I know my parents would totally not be okay with me smoking and stuff. You also have to look at the like the the demographic of these people. You know, like it might not be realistic for us necessarily, but this is real. Like the the role of parents in this mm-hmm. book is realistic yeah. for for some people and so just like it might not be necessarily what our parents look like and what our parents would be okay with it with but there are parents and families who would play out a lot and like again, this probably. i think this added to the realisticness uh in the diversity of the characters and their parents because i think if i recall there's only three sets of parents mentioned in this book you've got um pony boy's parents who died and they were good parents. They really loved them. And then you've got um, Johnny's parents who were extremely abusive and didn't care if he lived or that died or where he was or what he did. And then you have um, Bob's parents, right, who are talked about um, as they didn't care enough about their son to mm-hmm. discipline him. And um, so you get so many you get this very eclectic group of parents who kind of gravitating towards one set of parents and as they reflect your own or kind of a blend of a couple of them and they may not be like let's say your parents aren't physically abusive or they don't necessarily care or whatever but th- maybe they're slightly emotionally abusive but they still love you like pony boys care- parents so i i really felt that the group of parents that were presented in the book and again essie hinton didn't write this with much bias in mind. She wanted to humanize all characters. Yeah. And so I really appreciated that, even whenever it came to the parents. I, I have a question. What did you guys think like, about tough, the slang tough, that they used? The fuzz. Enjoy tough, reading tough. the different... Tough and yeah. tough. I, yes. Uh, I love the slang. Absolutely. I have it, decided it, to it, use the fuzz. Like, whenever I first saw like, tough, the I was like, oh, there's two different meanings? And I, like, <laughs> stop and go back and look. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I felt like it gave the book the personality that it yeah. has. If it didn't have that, like, the names of the characters, like Pony Boy, kind of very odd, weird names, and then also... The slang they used, and I, I thought it was brilliant by Essie Hinton to do it. Uh, what, what do you think, Laura? I, I really like it. I think it, again, just makes them, like, we use slang, different slang, obviously, but we use slang words like that, maybe not in the same way. But I think that it adds another layer of realism to these characters. And that they don't always use giant, huge I like words, and they Pony sound Boy like dangerous. I was talking about his how he was doing well in English, I think. And he was saying, you know, I can do English. I might not have a good vocabulary or whatever. And he, But he was saying, like, but I can do English. <laughs> I know how to ace the chest. And I was like, what? Yeah, pony boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as one of a closing set, uh, question, um, what did you think was the best quote in the book? And why? I definitely think it was, I don't remember it word for word, but it was after Ponyboy is talking to that Soch in, at the Red Mustang at the end of the book. And he just starts talking about how, how Ponyboy's thinking. And he's like, yeah, I guess we all have a bad all around and none of us is better than the other. And that we're all dealing with something inside, you know, whether we see it or not. 
And so, yeah, it's rough all over. It's rough all over. So, yeah, that's that really, quote. I really enjoyed that one. Because even though sometimes we think that some people have it better than us, that's that's sometimes not the case. And that we just, you know, none of it, none, no one's better than someone else a lot of the time. So, Savannah. I I can only think of one um, that I really liked. And it would be Stay Gold. Stay Gold. Ah. Look, you'll understand why that's such an important quote when you read it. It's it's amazing. Okay, um, I guess mine would be way to give me a warning and time <laughs> to think, Noah. Um, but but I think that I I was just I picked up my copy and I was looking through it as you both were answering it, and I think that my favorite quote from the book would be it's kind of a smaller moment that you wouldn't necessarily notice but um i really liked it it says i saw that i had expected dairy to do all the understanding oh, without oh, even trying yes. to understand him wow laura that was um, so that was deep i really liked that <laughs> um but so i liked how she pointed out that you have to at least try to understand people and you can't just expect someone to understand everything that you want them to understand without even you listening to them and the importance of listening Mm. to other people and respecting them yeah and that's really good and my favorite quote was or one of my favorite quotes i think stay gold was my favorite but one just for diversity's sake (laughs) um i think we saw the same sunset um, Mm -hmm. was a really it, it just encapsulated exactly what she's trying to say on uh, it's rough all over, or um, we saw the same sunset on how everybody's really kind of in the same boat, even though they're not, but everybody's experiencing the same thing, just in a different way. And so I really enjoyed it. We do have a thing that we're going to do called the Book of the Week. Um, I'll hand it over to Laura to tell you what the Book of the Week is. I bet you could probably guess what it is. <laughs> I mean, we might have given it away already by talking for this whole time, but the book for this week is The Outsiders by S.C. Henson. Obviously, we're just starting our book club, and this is our first book we're reading, so that will be our book of the week. You should definitely check it out and read along with us as we continue our podcast. Yes, and we're going to assign the chapters for next week. We We were thinking about starting chapter one pilot episode, and we were like, no, no, no. We need to introduce this book, give time people time to order it to get it from the their e-library it, or if you have it already pick it up off the shelf if it's a little dusty and just to hop in with us on the discussion and we're going to be reading chapters one through three next week and um so yeah definitely read chapters one through three by next week um this will drop wednesday mornings every day uh, every week i mean not every day wednesday mornings every week so not all who wander are lost, and we're so glad you stumbled upon our podcast. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. And we know this, so we'd love to hear your story. You can DM us at inst- on Instagram at the underscore indie underscore group. All's well that ends well, they say. And if you've indulged yourself contentedly, please drop a review for us. There is no enjoyment like reading, and how much sooner one tires of anything than a book This is something we hope we've expressly shown, and maybe we've even provided enthusiasm to your reading life. So stay gold, guys. Stay gold. See you next week.